Welcome to Catholic Messenger Conversations. Bishops Thomas Sinkula and I, Barbara Lynn Fye, are having a conversation today about how to prepare to vote in the fast approachly coming presidential election on November 3rd. Does that sound like a good topic, Bishop? It's relevant. Okay. That's for sure. Current. I, did you get a chance to listen in on the presidential debate last night? No, I was busy working on some things. So I just read about it the next today, this morning. Um, I listened in on parts of it, and it was really, really divisive and showed exactly how polarized our country continues to be. You know, I'm just wondering, do you have any specific ideas or actions that we could take as individuals and as a community of faith? To help thaw that polarization? So there's a softball question because <laughs> the U.S. bishops have this, have this program um, um, that we've been pushing for a while now. This Probably this calendar year. I'm not sure when this started, but it's called Civilize It, speaking to this exact concern that you have. And I guess, you know, the, the, the debate with um, Senator Ernst and... Teresa Greenwood. Greenfield, whatever. yeah. Greenfield. That was, I've read, I didn't hear that one. That was, sounds like that was pretty, um, you know, I don't know what the word to say, unprofessional as well, <laughs> in yeah. terms of throwing things around. So so it's it's not just the presidential, it's just a right. conversation about politics in our country right now. So so with this, with Civilize It, it's like, you know, the, the point, the question is, how can we best enter, um, the political discussion and you know so it's about encounter pope france talks about encounter a lot encountering having an encounter an encounter with those we disagree with in a civil way so um just to kind of get to the heart of it then it's there's three elements to the civilize it campaign one is civility which what's what's what they're, what they're referring to what we're referring to there is to recognize others human dignity and treat others with respect. So just that very civil thing, you know, um, treating each other with dignity and respect. Clarity, that doesn't mean you just, you know, you're a wimp about it and, and right. okay, well, you know, you have your opinion, I have mine. But to, we're to stand up for our convictions, but also to seek to understand the convictions of others. Right. And, and, to, and, to, and when we're putting out our convictions to root our viewpoints in the gospel and a well-formed conscience so that that's really critical if we're, if we're catholic christians and then the third thing is compassion um and um so to presume the other person's best intentions and to listen with empathy to strive to understand so rather than to kind of try to um understand their uh, maybe even be able to like thomas aquinas talks about being able to um, present the other person's argument even better than they can themselves, you know, and then you kind of right. tear it down, whatever. Yeah. But to 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 really t take to heart what they're saying and understand what they're saying, and it doesn't mean you're agreeing with it, but you're really um, listening with listening to you know their argument with empathy and having really good intentions. We've been talking about this forever, but people aren't doing it. They're not practicing civility. No, that's true. None of us are. It's like I, I, we're just quick-tempered about it. I, I don't know. Maybe we need psychologists to help us examine um, it can our heads. It's a group thing. I mean, we can just get sucked into it, uh -huh. and it becomes, you know, just the way we operate. 
We're bringing out the worst in each other rather than the best. Right. So we have to maybe practice these. I wonder if we can have like practice conversations or something, schedule them in, in, in small group sessions or something, maybe. Who knows? Um, okay, well, at least we have that document. We can keep, maybe we need to, to keep putting that in the newspaper and out in social media so people are reminded of it. I think, right. Like on a regular basis. Yeah, I think that would help. Okay. You know, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenships is being used by Catholics of different political persuasions to favor their positions. Can you, can you kind of just generalize what this document really says for those of us who are trying to rise above these biases? Yeah, I mean, that's not the point of the document at all. It's not telling how to people, how, people how to vote at all. Um, it's, it's like it says that, you know, that the, the title is Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship. So it encourages people to, to do that, you know, and, and, um, and, and, and to, to then actually vote. And that it's like the bishops say that's our, a moral obligation. I mean, it's, it's a grave duty that we have as, as if we call ourselves Christian. We need to be engaged in, in um, the political realm as well as other areas of society so there's there's like two main parts to the document the first is forming consciences for faithful citizenship the u.s bishop's reflection on catholic teaching and political life so basically it's saying you know why does the church teach about issues affecting public policy who, who in the church should participate in political life how does the church help the catholic faithful to speak about political and social questions what does the church say about Catholic social teaching in the public square? So then it, 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 it presents four principles of Catholic social teaching. So it, it's just all general stuff about, about um, forming our consciences and, as, as Catholics in, in, um, you know, in the political arena. So it's not saying anything about who you should vote for or whatever. And then this part two it, that, that is about applying Catholics teaching to major issues, a summary of policy positions of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. So it's, it's kind of saying, well, here's, so form your consciences and everything, and, that's, and here's why, and here's how to do that. But then here are, here are, are, are here's where we're at on these, on the issues. So, you know, we're not in the same place um, uh, with either party totally on these issues, you know. So, you know, some with some on both sides. There's things we agree with, the positions they're taking, and and on others we, we don't. So it lays them out. Here's here's some real key um, areas like human life, and promoting peace, marriage and family life, religious freedom, preferential option for the poor, and economic justice, healthcare, migration. You know, on and on and on. Um, care for our common home. Uh, so it, it just kind of here's here's forming our consciences in, in a, in a, from a Catholic perspective. Here's, here's how we f feel about, here's some important issues for us as Catholics, and here's, here's how, w how we stand on those different issues. And we should tell people they can find that document on the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops website, the www.usccb.org. Yeah, so, right, and it's and on I, our as well. Yeah, and I think it's on Iowa Catholic Conference yeah, website. Yeah, Catholic Conference and the Diocese of Davenport. Diocese of Davenport website, too. Yeah, you can go So right we should there. do that instead. Yeah. So right. instead, folks, go to www. Because we have other things there, too, that 
like the Iowa Catholic Conference statement is there, right. and um, other things that we. Um, so my, that's www.davenportdiocese.org, right? I don't know. Sounds right. That sounds pretty good to me. Okay, but Bishop, we hear and read the terms non-negotiable and preeminent regarding the abortion issue with greater frequency every presidential election year. How should we apply those terms in forming our consciences, which is an important part of preparing to vote? Yeah, so I mean, it comes down to, yeah, right. So it's, it's fine, okay, form your consciences and, and um, hear the issues and, you know, and everything. And so, yeah, to get more specific about that, without, but, but without telling people exactly how to vote, um, I, I, I paragraphs 34 to 37 sort of, mm-hmm. it's, it's very nuanced, and, um, but it, it kind of lays it out. And I, I'll just go through those quickly. So 34, you know, it, so there's this, um, really this strong kind of principle in the church that about with regard to intrinsic evils, mm-hmm. and intrinsic evil acts that, that we can't vote for a candidate who favors a policy promote, promoting an intris, intrinsically evil act. That's a really strong kind of um, uh, position that we take. So, and that gives an example of them, abortion, of course, euthanasia, assisted suicide, deliberately subjecting workers or the poor to subhuman living conditions, redefining marriage in ways that violate its, its essential meaning, or racist behavior. Behavior. So it's, yeah, abortion, you know, but there's other things in there too, intrinsically evil and, and, and racist behavior. Interesting. I, I'd forgotten about that until I took a look at this yeah. um, more recently, given, you know, kind of what's going on right now. And so you can't vote for somebody who um, favors a policy promoting an, an intrinsically evil act if your intent is to support that position, right? Yes. So that's, yeah. you know. And so then if you did, you'd be guilty of a formal, a formal cooperation in grave evil. But at the same time, it says in that in paragraph four, 34, the voter, a voter should not use a candidate's opposition to an intrinsic evil to justify indifference or inattentiveness to other important moral issues involving human life and dignity. So it, it's it's very nuanced. Yeah, you can't vote for somebody with you know um, with the intent of, um, of of supporting their position on you know an intrinsically evil act. But um, that doesn't mean you ignore everything else. You know so. That, you, if you know, you can't just. We're not just one issue voters. It says that in this document. So then, paragraph thirty-five. It says there may be times when a Catholic who rejects a candidate's unacceptable position, even on policies promoting an intrinsically evil act, may reasonably decide to vote for that candidate for other morally grave reasons. Um, so truly grave moral reasons. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it can be kind of complicated and it yeah. can be hard to sort that out. You know, what's, um, what, is my, what are my intentions, you know, and what are, these, what, are the, what are the candidates' positions on these things and, and, and looking at many things. And then paragraph 36, so it says, you know, you, you might want to, because, you know, there's, there's no, all, all the candidates hold a position that promotes intrinsically evil act. There's an extraordinary step of not voting for any candidate at all. So 
that should be very unusual, I think. But it could be, un, you know, that, you know, last election there were people that took that um, position. They didn't. They couldn't vote for either candidate. Um, and then finally, 30, paragraph 37. Again, it says all issues do not carry the same moral weight. You know, the moral obligation to, uh, to oppose policies promoting intrinsic evil acts has a special claim in our consciences and our actions. So again, it hits that really hard. We have to take that really seriously. But then it says, you know, for grave reasons, you know, you, you, you might want to consider the candidate's commitments, character, integrity, and ability to influence a given issue. So um, where does that leave you? Probably confused. I don't know what to do, but... Um, I think people are craving for someone to say, Here's what you need to do. Neither of the, the Democrat or Republican parties has, you know, the, the perfect platform. And I think people are like, oh, how do I, how do I choose? I know. And they want black and white. And, it's, and when somebody tell them, okay, bishop or, fa or yeah. pastor, tell me who to vote for. That's just not where we're at. You know, right. maybe back in the day, you know, father and sister were the most highly educated, you know, and, and of some immigrant community. Um, and so, and, you know, pay, pray, pray, and obey, and just tell us what to do, Father, and treating the, the laity as children. You know, in those days, maybe that's what people were looking for. It was acceptable, people were looking for that, but it's just not where it's at now. It's not my role to tell people who to vote for. People have their own conscience. Consciences. Bishop, what do you do though? There are priests and bishops out there online on social media who are telling Catholics how to vote. And, yeah, either way, vote this way yeah. or that way. Right. I think it's wrong. I think it's not following the teachings of the church. Um, and, uh, you know, even apart from the whole thing with the IRS regulation and terms right. of being a nonprofit corporation and everything, that, that doesn't. I, that, that's not even if that wasn't the case they're trying you know trying to get rid of that um, that IRS regulation some people are anyway uh, even if that was I t wasn't a rule I still think we should have this same position on things that we don't get involved in partisan politics yeah we speak to the issues and and and, and some people complain about that even churches stay out of that kind of stuff no we need to be involved in in, 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 in the political world, but but um, so speaking to the issues and and people um, can differ as to how they view things and who they vote for. So how should we form our consciences? Can you tell? Can you give some ideas of the steps we take to do that? But just one last thing about this. Okay. Um, you know, just think about it. So a, a, a pastor or bishop, you know, pastor in a parish says, "Vote for this person and that or, and, and, and and this party." You've right away you've alienated maybe about half the people, right? And you're supposed to provide pastoral care to them. You know that's going to be hard because they're, you know, definitely. You know, just in terms of the emotion involved and everything. Yeah, no. What I say, I actually preached on this last weekend, so I have this fresh in my mind in terms of so forming our consciences. First of all, identifying the relevant issues. This document helps to do that, and the, I, the, the Iowa Catholic Conference document does as well. And what is the church's teaching on, on these particular issues? So here's the issues. What's the church teach on them? And, and you know, look to scripture. 
as, as well. It means dart there, probably. That's where our teachings come from. Mm-hmm. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, Catholic social teachings, yet this doc, these documents, um, uh, and so it's work. We're not, we need to put some effort into it. And I mean, the overriding theme you're gonna find is the common good and, and, and um, you know, kind of the looking out for people who um, are most vulnerable and defenseless. And that, that's what you're gonna find in there. And so your con- in our conscience isn't simply what I think about something or how I feel about it, it has to be well-formed. Right. It's really important. If we're going to make, you know, decisions um, that need to be based on a well-formed conscience, we need to know and have the mind of Christ and, and His body, the Church. So that's that's a huge thing. And then another thing is, so that's looking at things from the Church perspective and our doctrines and teachings, but then to research the position of the candidates, um, you know, evaluate their policy positions, their party evaluate the party platforms and their and the candidates promises and 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 actions in light of the gospel and the moral and social teachings of the church so you know um, here's what the church is saying and and, and teaching and um, and these are the important issues where are the candidates at on these on these issues right. to really do some work on that and then civilize it you know talk to people about it we should be able to have a conversation and, and hear each other and influence each other and um, and then, you know, to pray about it. <laughs> How many of us pray before we vote and on, on you know, the candidates and the issues and, and reflect and seek the will of God and, and then vote, actually vote? Right. I'm wondering, there are Catholics who would say without, you know, if, if, if you support life you have to begin at the start at the beginning and that if if a a child is aborted that there is no other life i mean so that's creating an absolute and yet the bishops say that we support life from womb to tomb but they're saying some some catholics are saying that if you don't support life from the very beginning nothing else matters because there isn't life Right. So I mean, that's what we were, you know, we were talking about that in terms of intrinsic evil, and those those fair par- four paragraphs that I kind of highlighted. It set it talks about that, you know, intrin- in, um, intrinsic evils, and it gives those examples of abortion and euthanasia and a, few, a couple other things. So it's it's not just one thing, it, that and that is a very important thing, um, for sure, uh, and we start there, but it it, it doesn't make it's. It, it makes it, it's, it kind of complicates it then by saying, but there are these other things too you need to take into consideration. We're not one issue voters. We can't, we can't be. I mean, what, I, you know, I don't know. This is such a delicate area because people will write you off if you, right. you know, exactly. if you talk this way, even though it's in the bishop's document, it's coming to the teachings of the church. Right. Uh, um, but, you know, I mean, Pope Francis is making a big deal about, um, the environment, and you know, you can push it a little further. And if there, if if we don't take care of the environment, and there's no, um, so that um, it, you know, we can't support life on Earth anymore, then there's no life at all. Right. So, 
you said it's, it's, they're all interrelated these things and it's complicated and um, I think we need to kind of step back and look at the the, the big picture that because Pope talks about our interconnectedness I mean even the idea of immigrants and families and families being separated um, when the church teaches that the family is a, a very you know is, is a is a domestic church right and so um, I'm just wondering but I can see you know people are conflicted about what they should do so you're just saying we really need to reflect on scripture the teachings, the teachings of, the of the church and and, and, and pray pray yes all those things and and ex- and examine what where the candidates stand on a variety of issues not just one specific issue or two specific issues or that sort of thing yeah it's people are looking for black and white there's a lot of gray in the world and and so i think we need to um we have to it's a struggle and, right and good things can come, can come out of struggles but if we if we're not struggling in um as we consider the issues and the candidates and who we're going to vote for, probably we're not take, looking at it carefully enough because there needs to be some struggle there. Cause, yeah. Because nobody's in, the, you know, no candidate's the perfect candidate. And that's never been the case, has it? I mean, that's always been the case. There's always right. been, there's never been that ideal party that meets w- what the Catholic Church teaches right. on on life yeah that's that's, um what i'm wondering is how much time do you spend responding to catholics contacting you with their concerns about voting do you get a lot of mail and email Um, and letters i've been getting more and more i don't know how many i say like might get a half a dozen you know a week is there a central theme to what they're saying no it's all over all the place people want me to speak out and um in favor of this candidate or that candidate like both sides you know right and or this party that party um and that yeah they want me to to do that and they uh and they sometimes they um they're not really respectful in their language as to how they present that too <laughs> you know so it's you know and try to yeah so it's just kind of interesting but sometimes you know often they are respectful they just really feel really strongly about this I can't do that. I can't right. say it's just not I, I, with integrity in my role as bishop. I couldn't. I can't do that. Tell people who to vote for. It's your conscience. Right. Form your conscience. Pray about it. You've got to make that decision. I can't. I don't. I don't have the right to tell somebody who to vote for. So do you send those people the civilize it document? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Should I mean, probably do that. Yeah. No. I. 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 I almost always respond and. Um, and just sort of present what my what I'm thinking about. So they 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 do they ask you how they should vote? Do you have people saying, Bishop, I just can't figure out how I should vote. No. I'm just wondering if you've got some ideas. Do you get that kind of question I or not? I haven't gotten that yet this year. Wow. No, it's more people they're 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 sure about who about their, their, posi- yeah, their about, position about yeah. what they need to do. Right. So I haven't gotten anybody that's indecisive. And <laughs> everyone's trying to save souls, aren't they? They think that this is a, I suppose, a case of yeah. They feel yeah a lot of passion. Um, I mean, my approach to those kinds of things is um, when like I'm somebody's way over here on, on on an issue and somebody else is way over there and totally um, polar opposites, um, and they can't talk to each other and they, without yelling and demonizing each other and all that. 
um, you know, probably if you work at it and you try to get underneath where they're coming from right. on their position, you if you go deep enough, you can find some common ground. Like, I agree with you on this particular stance, this value, this whatever right. belief. And that's... and. Um, and then, but maybe you don't agree where they take that. You know, you agree on the, the deeper thing, but then they go off in this direction, you go off in another direction. But at least you can, you know, at least this per, you can have something that you can agree on. And this person isn't like this necessarily a terrible person. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, they are passionate because there's this value that they take very seriously, and you do too. But you then you kind of separate it in terms, you know, in terms of what where you go with it. And there are some groups I think in the diocese that are working towards that. Like the have you heard of that Better Angels out of Clinton? I think the um, uh, Clinton Franciscan Peace Center yeah, is just, trying to get the reds and the blues together to talk about, um, you know, to find common ground. Sometimes it's a very small thing. Sometimes it's not even the core of an issue, but it may be something within that issue. Yeah. You know, some little part of it. Right. I mean, sometimes, right. I, yeah, I'm, I've heard about, I don't know a whole lot about that. that right. That so maybe we need more of those kind of groups around yeah, to we, help us. Right. To I mean, because it's not like you can just go up to someone on the street you know who maybe you know is totally opposite of your viewpoint and say, hey, let's have a cup of coffee and a conversation over this. Yeah, and both sides need to be open to it. And um, that's not always not always. Is that case. where it begins? It's just, you know, one on one. Do you think, or do you think it's um, parishes should try and offer some kind of an opportunity? Although this is probably a tough time with COVID, but um, for people to get together in groups and just talk. Probably both and. I yeah. Mean, you know, I mean, some people would be more receptive to a one on one thing, a family member, a friend, and others might be more open to a, a group kind of a thing. It's kind of depending. On, who they are and where they're at with things but you I, know sometimes it's tougher in families i mean it's it's it can it can create almost like a, a little civil war in in the family yeah there's a lot of families that a lot of families unfortunately can't talk about politics it's it's really unfortunate so, any any um parting words of wisdom for us as we approach this election which is what a little more than a month away yeah, no, I don't know. In my homily, I was kind of saying um, uh, this last week, and I I was suggesting that people consider how many hours that we, we spend on preparing our income taxes. Oh, yeah. Maybe not as much if we have a tax preparer, but I, I have someone who helps with my tax, and I still, it's a lot of work putting pulling things together. It's like somebody that, you know, there's somebody that cleans my house, too. Um, thank God. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I do a lot of work before to just kind of get That's ready right. for that. So think <laughs> about how much time. The purpose. Yeah, think about how much time that 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 you spend preparing income taxes, and 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 think about investing at least at least that amount of time preparing to vote. You know, by studying the issues, the candidates, and 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 church teaching, and um, and again, I mean, it's um, like the bishops say. Um, you know, responsible citizenship is is a virtue, and participation in political life is a moral obligation. So, um, 
it's a grave responsibility that we have to, to vote with a, with an informed conscience, right. and um, you know, and it's and that, that duty to vote is rooted in our baptismal commitment to follow Jesus, Jesus, and bear witness um, to our faith in everything we do, including in voting. So right. this it's a serious thing to you know to to vote to to vote it's really really important for us as catholics and it's rooted in our faith in our baptism right i appreciate that thank you for helping to shed more light on this issue and on on how we should approach this election and maybe next month we can talk a little bit about that um as a recap and some other interesting topics that would be swell, Barb. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Bishop. Sure. For now, that's it for this edition of Catholic Messenger Conversations. Join us next time.